This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie. This week on the Doggy Diva Show, August 26th is National Dog Day. Find ways to celebrate with your dog and... Find out how a rescue dog changed an underworld figure to be on top of the world. And learn about a celebration at a popular pet boutique. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's Susan Marie. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, cat people. Litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, Monica. But today's a big day. It's National Dog Day. Can you give some tips maybe for celebrating today? Absolutely. There's all over the country people are celebrating our canine friends today. And they have a lot of great events going on, things that you can take your dogs to, parties in the parks, and lots of fun stuff. So just a couple of tips how to enjoy the day safely and happily with your pet. Um, I know Dr. Reinhardt has been on the show talking to people about influenza and some of the, you know, viruses, things like that, that our pets can pick up. So we always recommend bringing your own water dish. A lot of these events we're at, they are fabulous about, you know, supplying water, making sure there's water readily available. And that's so important, especially in some of our hotter climates. However, I would highly suggest bringing your own simply because there are certain diseases and viruses that can be transmitted through saliva. So you cut down the risk factors if you have your own bowl and your own water with you. Um, so just that little tip in regards to that. Um, another thing is, you know, we always want to enjoy the event, but always make sure if you do go to these events, make sure that your pet is fully vaccinated. Um, if you 
do a lot of social activities with your pets, you don't want to do bare minimum vaccines. You want to make sure they're up to date on their influenzas and that they're up to date on their kennel coughs. Even the best of pet owners can get things that they're not expecting to have. Nothing is foolproof. And right now with the amount of cases you have coming in and the records are just going up and up and up in reported cases, always be on the safe side. Always have your pet vaccinated. And I always recommend to people, if you are going someplace with a lot of dogs, make sure they're vaccinated, you know, a bit of time before you go. Don't, you know, schedule an appointment for that morning for an influenza vaccine that they've never had before and expect that to, you know, be on board by that afternoon when you go to an event. Same as a boarding facility. Um, so definitely talk to your, you know, veterinarian about getting all the vaccination needs that you want to have for a social pet life. Um, another thing, of course, is behavior, making sure you can have the friendliest dog in the world. And there's a lot of dogs out there that are very friendly. And most pet owners are very, you know, very cautious. They don't, you know, bring aggressive dogs out. However, not all dogs like to be quickly approached. You can have the nicest of nice dogs. But if they see a dog, you know, size aside, large or small, come at them very quickly, it can be enough to scare them. So always, you know, approach slowly. Be cautious on how much length you have in your leash. You don't want to be talking to somebody socially and have your dog kind of, you know, be getting away from you a little bit and be able to become nose to nose with another dog without you observing or seeing how they're first interacting. So definitely, you know, keep a shorter lead, especially if you are, you know, being social and talking to other people because you want to be aware of, you know, your pet's surroundings and who they're coming in contact with, um, especially initially. And really just, you know, having a good time, not overworking or pushing your pet into something that they're not 100% comfortable with. Your pet may be a pet that loves to, dress up and join in a, you know, join in a pet show or join in, you know, a cancer walk or, you know, any kind of fundraising events. And then you have some that, you know, are happy just being there and kind of observing, but they're, you know, a little too afraid to be in a big group. Um, and that's okay. You know, do what works best for your pet because the first time you go, if they're not ready to really join in and they're standoffish, maybe the second or third time, they'll be there. But if you push them into something too quickly, where they seem a little intimidated, then oftentimes you can get the different effect from that to where the next time they go, they're more fearful, more afraid. Um, so definitely take it slow, gauge your pet, you know your pet, you can see how comfortable they are. Um, and just enjoy the day. Well, thank you very much. And these are great tips for everyone to go out and celebrate today. And everyone, happy National Dog Day. Thank you. Have a great week. Hi, Doggy Diva Show listeners. Susan Marie here to take just a half a minute to let you know how much we appreciate your being with us every week to hear great dog tips you can use with your pet, some great stories about rescues, fostering, and some heartwarming stories about second chances for pets who are now in loving forever homes. Be sure to go to our website, thedoggydiva.com, to see pictures of Miss Olive and other dogs we talk about on the show and get to know us a little better. That's thedoggydiva.com, D-O-G-G-Y, 
We appreciate your feedback, too. Okay, let's get back to the show. Up next, how a rescue dog changed an underworld figure to be on top of the world. Well, she's sitting curled up on my lap as we speak. <laughs> Beautiful Bella's my long-haired Dotson. She was thrown out of a pickup truck going 30 miles an hour, and she disappeared into the woods with the wild animals, uh, boars and coyotes. About four weeks later, she just appeared as she was a mess. Her fur was matted. She scratched almost nonstop. My friend suggested that I order this stuff called Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. She gobbles it up. She has been itch-free ever since, and her fur is gorgeous. Anyone out there who has a rescue dog, start them on a Dinovite diet for at least a 90-day period. They bond better with the people who take good care of them. They are going to be your buddy for a very, very long time. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we welcome a former gang member and mob enforcer who turned his life around and became an animal advocate, opening up his heart to abused and abandoned pets. He's an author, founder of the popular Brooklyn Pet Boutique, Diamond Collars, and Kino's Animal Sanctuary, and a compassionate and committed animal advocate. Welcome, James Giuliani. Hey, thank you. Thank you very, very much. I'm very happy to be on the show today. Oh, we're so happy to have you. I have to tell you, I really loved your book, Dogfella, and it was very raw, and it was very um, emotional, and there's just so much in it. Can you just tell us, the listeners a little bit about how your life changed and how you became an animal advocate? It, it, it was really weird. Uh, I, didn't, I wasn't even an animal lover. I didn't even like animals. I mean, uh, not that I went out of my way to abuse them. It was just something that um, just wasn't part of my life. Um, you know, I grew up with a family, and we did have a dog, but the dog was, like, in the corner, and that was about basically it. You know, it was kind of a headache. I never really interacted with it. And then, uh, you know, I was getting in a lot of trouble. You know, I was uh, on the streets and, you know, in and out of jail and, you know, going through, you know, going through some bad things, and I met up with a girl, and... um that I really wasn't looking to meet at the time, but I ended up meeting her anyhow, and we clicked, you know, and um, it just turned out that I needed to get the hell out of Queens, and she lived in Brooklyn, so I ended up coming to Brooklyn to be with her. So, you know, I figured I would just set up shop here, you know, get back to doing, you know, doing drugs and doing my thing, like, you know, the moron James always did his entire life, and I came here, and she had these animals in the house, and I was like a big protester against that. I didn't want them in the bedroom, and I didn't want hair on me, and, you know, you know the usual thing. And she dealt with it. I don't know why, but I guess she seen something in me I didn't see at the time. And we just found a dog dying on the street. And um, she actually made me pick the dog up and bring it into the vet. It was actually tied in front of a vet. And she goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, she puts out. 
bring it inside. And I picked it up. I brought it inside. And, you know, long story short, um, I went to pick the dog up, you know, after it was done. It was there for quite, you know, quite a, I think it was there for about five or six hours. And do um, not go pick them up. And I'm like, me? I don't want to deal with this. And she's like, no, no, you got to do it. So I went and picked them up. And um, it was like, uh, I don't know, it was weird. It was, um, I pick them up and the doctor brings them out. And, you know, um, he licks me in the face. And it was just from that lick in the face, you know, I just started laughing to myself, and I'm like, this animal should be biting my face off. Why is he licking my face? <laughs> a human being destroyed this animal. You know, this animal should not be licking any human being in the face, and um, he just he just licked me in the mouth, and I was like, whoa. You know, I was really set back by that, and I didn't understand that, and um, so he just basically from that day on became my little buddy, and, um, you know, I started bringing him around with me, and I'm trying to figure it out. You understand? Like, you got to remember something. I lost my mother. I lost my brothers. I was a hard guy, you know. I find, found myself really, like, attached to this little guy, you know. And I named him Bruno. And that was a big joke, too, because I named him because of a Bugs Bunny cartoon, actually. <laughs> and, and it was, like, so weird that, like, I, I made this connection with him. And I was like, I screwed. I'll just keep him around me, you know, no big deal. And he was ugly. Let me tell you something. He was horrible looking. His, his jaw was this, you know, displaced. He had lumps all over him. And after uh, about a month, month and a half, uh, he died of it. And uh, when he died, you know, I had to make the decision to put him down because he, he was filled with a coma and um, he was suffering. I mean, severely suffering. And I didn't want to put him down. I was like, I ain't feeling this dog. Fuck you, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I need to curse. <laughs> I was like, no, no. That ain't going to happen. And I was a little, little mad about that, but this is something I had to do. And Landon's like, no, this is what we do. The dog is, is really, I mean, he was really in bad shape. He couldn't walk. Um, he, was, he was vomiting nonstop. Um, and the doctors at the emergency clinic said, you know, it was just a matter of days. So I was like, so you want me to kill my friend? And um, that wasn't something I did, but I had to do it. And um, I was in the room, and they came in, and they... You know, gave him his first injection, second, and so forth. And um, honestly, I, I cried that one for about a half hour. And um, I just realized that, you know, my life just wasn't what it was supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I needed to change. And Vegas says, why don't we get more involved with this? And that was 14 years ago. Wow. And ever since then, we opened up the Diamond Collar. Uh, I haven't had a drink. Or uh, I haven't done a drug in 14 years. And I'm talking not even a sip of beer. You know, that week of Bruno dying, I went through a lot of transitions. And um, I, decided that, I decided that was the best, the, best, uh, the best thing for me, just to put the alcohol down and start focusing in my life. And uh, that's what I did. And, you know, I, gave, I put up all the, you know, the criminal activity. It was done. I gave up the drinking. I gave up the, I mean, you're talking to a person who drank every day. I drank every day for 20 years instead of cocaine every day for 20 years. And I, um, and you know, in the, in your book, you go through all that and you tell like your life totally took an entire, entire, and, and entire in, in one week. It, and, and you know, it's amazing because I've got alcoholics and drug addicts that come to me all the time. And how did you do this? 
because they knew me on the street. They're like, there's no way you could have done this without meetings. There's no way you could have done this without messing up now, you know, here and there and, and relapsing. I never did. You know, every time like, I ever thought about it, it was like the thought lasted maybe two seconds. And um, I just didn't want it no more. And I'm like, wow, this, this is like a miracle. I've been trying to get sober and, and trying to get drugs up for so many years for my mother, for my father, for, you know, so many people. And it took a dog to get me sober. Well, he was, he was an angel. He was like a little angel that was sent to you. And, and like you, he, you rescued him, you know, in reading his story. I mean, with the poor little thing, but he also rescued you. It was this mutual rescue that, that, that actually went on. That's how I interpreted it. Yes, it did. And and you know what the thing was, it was so spiritual because there's no way unless God did this because I wouldn't have stopped drinking for anybody. Yeah, that's you know my mother. My mother on a deathbed, she never got to see me sober. My mother would be like, "Please stop," and I couldn't do it. And I loved my mother. You know, I was just I, I was a train, and I was waiting to hit the wall. And this little this little puppy, you know, well, she was a puppy. He wasn't a puppy. He was old. Um, we estimated it like thirteen years old, twelve years old. You know, um, I owed him. And, you know, he died on me, and basically, you know, listen, I pay back what I owe, and so, and by owing him, I figured I would pull a lot of them out of the, out of the, the fire like he was in, and um, it just grew, and it grew, and it grew, and to where I am today. Well, and you know what I wanted to ask you, because it's, you know, you're talking about how you grew and you grew and you grew, and it's amazing what you guys do and all of the rescues that you've been involved in. And uh, you're a big, I mean, the big Sandy, the hurricane, the Sandy stories were amazing. But, you know, it seems as though Bruno came to you, was kind of like an angel. He came to you, changed your life. But because of him, and I know he was only with you for a short time, but because of him, uh, you guys have done, you and Lena have done such great things, and you. one of her goals in life seemed to be that she wanted to have an animal sanctuary. And you guys yes. you guys do that, and you're saving so many lives. Well, you know what it is? I, I, I don't, listen, I, and, you know, I try to tell this to people. It isn't about how many lives you save. It's the quality of life that you give them once you take them from, you understand? Yes. Um, all right. Now there are groups of my in, in, in New York that save a thousand dogs and cats a year. Okay. Um, I don't. When I take a dog into my sanctuary, I do one dog at a time. Okay. And I don't work on them, but I worry about their minds. The body, the medical and all that, you know, that's that's a no brainer. You know, um, my big worry is their mental state of the abuse they went through. You understand? Yeah. That's what you need to fix. Because the body will always mend. You know what I mean? Unless it's something that's, you know, terminal. But, you know, the body will always mend. People get to see these dogs and, oh, my God, they have acid thrown on them. And, you know, oh, my God, look at the, the data that's mange. Look at this. And I say to them, you know, you're all worried about the outer. Worry about the inner. Because when you adopt this animal out, you need to know what this animal is thinking about at all times. And will this animal be adoptable? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people are flipping dogs too quickly and, and, and putting people's families in danger. Putting, you know, they're sending the animal. They're not sending the animal up to success. See, my biggest thing is every animal 
will never be let down again. And that's and, and, and by meaning that is they all get set up for success. So if an animal is angry, let's put it like really easy to understand, right? If my if the animal is angry, okay, and there is no forgiveness for him, how could I give him to someone? You can't, right? Exactly. So now what's now what is the other alternative? PTS, right? Euthanasia. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with that. No. Just because this animal's been kicked and beaten down so bad, it'll never trust again. Why should that? Why does that have to die? Why does it have to pay for the sins of death with death because of a human's hand? So what I did was I opened up Kinos, right? Yeah. Now, Kinos is age free. Kinos has couches, leather couches, 72 inch screen TVs, rubber floors. I have an espresso bar in there. There's refrigerators, freezers. There's two floors. And guess what? As we're speaking right now, every animal in Kinos is hanging out. And that's the way it should be. That's the way. You see, I went against every rule in the rescue handbook. This the secret handbook everybody has. They believe, oh, no, you got to put the dog in a cage. No. See, I don't like cages. I don't like crates. I'm not a big advocate. I'm not an advocate of negative enforcement, only positive. I, I don't, I use my voice. As you can see, I have a nice little bit of scary voice, right? When I walk in the morning in the kinos, they all come. There's no barking. They, they, they're ladies and gentlemen. Do you know I have a family of six people that live upstairs? They didn't even know I was there <laughs> for about eight months. It's the truth. There's no smell. I keep it extremely clean. That's one of my big, my big, big, like, that's something I'm crazy about. Um, and it's quality. People come up to me like, James, listen, there's a dog over here. I'm like, I can't right now. But James, you know, you got it. I'm like, no, I don't. See, I'm not a hoarder. I don't want to overwhelm. The animals that are in my care, which is 79, okay, I'm not going to put them and set them up for failure by bringing another animal in where it gets too crowded and now we're fighting for space because animals need choices. So, like, say Primo and Charlie are not feeling it for each other that day. Primo has 20 places to go in Kinos, but he doesn't have to be around Charlie. That's <laughs> Primo's choice because it's either fight or flight, right? Exactly. And that's what we live with. Now, guess why? None of my dogs fight. They all choose flight because nobody wants to start a fight that someone has to finish. You know, and, and, and that's, that's the thing. And another thing that, that I don't do, I don't charge adoption fees. I give you an envelope and I say whatever you can afford would be, would, would, would be appreciated. Because, you know, so many groups are charging four to five hundred dollars adoption fee. And these families can't afford it nowadays. So that means that child doesn't grow up with a kitten or doesn't grow up with a puppy. Well, and it seems as though when you place them, you place them well also. You really put a lot of thought into how you place the animals, you know, into their forever well, homes. Yes. Well, well, placing is a big thing with me now. I don't, I, I, another thing I went against was placing, okay? Um, I don't give you uh, a form to fill out, okay? Because uh, you, you can write anything on a form. <laughs> Have you ever abused a dog? Who's going to write yes? I mean, can someone please tell me this? Who's actually going to write on that on that questionnaire? Yes, I have abused dogs. What I do is I sit them down, and the first thing I say to them is, I have one question for you. Have you ever owned an animal before? And when they say yes, the second question is, right now, 
give me the name of your vet. And they look at me and they'll say, Dr. Panice. I'll say, there you go. <laughs> give me, that's all I want to know. I will call up your vet. I will not go to your house. I don't want to see how you live. Because if you came to my house, <laughs> you wouldn't give me an animal either. <laughs> Okay, and you know, what's, you know what's interesting, James, back, way back in the day, because I've been doing rescue for a million years, it, it my first dog that was rescued that I did on my own after I left home, the first thing and the only thing they asked me was, who's your vet? I need a vet reference. And that was it. And I got a dog hey. who I didn't have to pay an adoption fee. We gave... Um, a donation in food to to the guy. He had a whole bunch. He had these beautiful animals, and it was my very first adoption from when I was on Good my own. You. And so what you're saying ties totally into something that happened to me like 25 years ago. Yeah, and, and so I would love to meet this man because I haven't met one person who has actually agreed with me. So I, I love you for that. Yeah. I love this man for that because everybody, it, it, it's, you know what's happening? What's happening is people are... You see me, when I got into this, right, here's the guys on the street. I said, Lena, okay, we have X amount left over at the end of the month, all right? Let's try to kind of ballpark figure how many animals I can take in, going rent, electric, food, bedding, you know, treats. We, we, we put everything in, bleach, everything. How much can we afford to spend? Because, you see, you can't rely on donations. And there's no way I'm going to have my little, you know, I'm going to put my, my place at risk. Because I'm relying on other people to help me get through, you know, to pay Kino's bills. And I've been doing this four years with a book, with a TV show. I'm always in the paper. I'm, I'm out there. I'm filming. Now, I just did Japan two days ago. Wow. You know, I did an interview with yeah. I, I mean, I do interviews every month. Um, people come from all around the world to meet me. It's pretty intense. I get about $75 a month in donations. <laughs> And I just, and I swear to you, you know, I don't hide that. So I go from the other page. Um, I don't beg. I don't put up false posts. You know, if an animal I take in looks bad and it doesn't need medical, I don't write it does. I just want people to learn from me. I want that. I want to educate the animal world. You know, I want to show it's, it's gangsters because I was a gangster and I could read these guys real easy and I, and I expose them, you know. Um, people are doing it for the wrong reasons. And then I want to worship the people who are doing it for the right. You know, because too many people seen too many loopholes in this beautiful 501c3 uh, animal rescue thing. And what's happening is who suffers at the end? The animals, right? Exactly. And it's making me sick. And um, I'm trying to be the biggest voice they have, you know, um, recently I just got on the front cover of the Daily News, okay, uh, front cover. Wow. I, I knocked Trump off the front cover <laughs> of the Daily News. Now okay. that's a Daily story. And, uh, did you see it? No, I did not see that. I was on it two weeks ago, I don't know me, me, me holding the record. Uh. So, I, I rescue wildlife. I feel that wildlife needs as just as much as the message needs. Well, it's it's like so, you do work with just animals in general, and that's what's really oh, good. I, yeah. I, I do work with everything, sweetie. I, I have, um, I do about 100 raccoons, uh, 50 possums, 
I do turtles. I do lizards, hedgehogs, skunks. I and that's, uh, yeah. I read about what all the stuff you do, and I'm gonna have to get uh, have my mother-in-law send me uh, one of her old papers so I could see you on the cover because she lives up in New York. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's look, it's it's a the whole cover is me. That's it's great. A monstrous picture, and it says dog fan. That's, I just, well, and, and what I want to do is to let everyone know that you uh, also have the Diamond Collar uh, Boutique and Grooming Center. And I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah, yeah. That, and, and that's kind of like how you guys started. And then you went into the Animal Sanctuary. So can you just let everyone know where the shop is so that this is heard nationwide. Oh, it's, it's, so it's, so I want to get your website out. And I also want to give uh, where the, the store's located. Because it's a very uh, popular it, store. Yes. Yeah, it's it's called Diamond Collar. We're on um, 71st Street, 13th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, 7101 13th Avenue. And um, the great thing about shopping in my store, you know, you're saving an animal. <laughs> no matter if you buy exactly. food or if you buy a dress or if you buy a collar, all the money goes and pays for Kino's. Um, that's, you know, Kino's main name. That is... That is the money there. That is the supply. That's the donator. The diamond collar is the donator. Well, that's, Kino. yeah, I wanted everyone to know that because it's really important that they, because you work hand in hand because, you know, obviously the sanctuary is where your heart is and this store is what kind of started it all so that you could get the yes. sanctuary. And you know yes, what I wanted to ask you too, James? You you what? have a fundraiser coming up for Kinos. Do you want to give everyone some in the listeners information about that? Because people can make donations or, you know, I know that there's tickets for sale and I know this is an annual thing, but could you just tell us a little bit about that? Well, the fundraiser... Um I have some people in Brooklyn that we do a fundraiser every year. Um, it's in November. And um, what it is is that that is money that goes into uh, into Kino's bank account. Yep. That's if God forbid we do have the snowstorms and the rain and we can't groom there. Um, it helps because there are a lot of months where it's a bad month. Like August, everybody in Brooklyn goes to Italy. That's a true story. <laughs> and you know, I mean, Brooklyn thing goes now. Everybody's on vacation. So um, now, how do I take Enos? How do I fund that? That's $6,000 every month. Wow. So what we do is we run this big annual fundraiser. Uh, it's, it's a really good show because I do bring the animals, you know, that are in the yeah. sanctuary. That was there before five years. Well, they are the stars yeah. of the show. <laughs> Yes, and, and we have a lot of fun, and we have this really big place. It's a big restaurant. Um, like I said, I had nothing to do with it. These girls do it because I'm so busy because I'm hands-on. You know, I work my rescue all day and all night. So, you know, I have no time. These girls go out and they get hundreds of baskets um, from all of um, the merchants in Brooklyn to get people to, you know, just donate stuff. And they go and rent the restaurant. And we, we ended up getting um, actually a reception hall this year, which is great. And, um, you know, this is money that is like backup money for, you know, for the diamond collar just can't make that nut for the month, you know. And um, it works. And um, it, it's a beautiful thing. So if anybody, you know, wants to come down to Brooklyn or if you're in New York, you know, look us up. I think you can go to the diamond collar Facebook page or you can go to Kino's um, Animal Sanctuary page. And you'll see it. It's, it's posted. It was a great night. I go there. I sign books. You know, I do a big speech. Dr. Denise does a big speech. You know, we got a lot of politicians in there giving speeches. So it's going to be a fun night. You can meet me and meet my animals. 
And I'm sure you're going to love it. Well, and it's, hey, if I'm up in New York, I'm going to be going. Hey, can you just give out your website information so people could find you, you know, find out to learn more about you, more about Lena, more about all that you're doing? Well, okay. I am James L. Kinos with a K, K E N O S on Facebook. Lena is Madalena Pirelli. Um, it's the diamondcollar.com. Um, it's the Diamond Collar, you know, on Facebook, and it's also Kino's Animal Sanctuary on Facebook. I loved your book. It's called Dog Fellow by James Giuliani. And James, I want to thank oh, and you. Buy my book. There you go. I forgot yes, you have to. So have to buy the book. They're going to hear all the great things that you did and the, the turnaround. I mean, it's it's very inspiring. But I want to thank you, and I want to thank Lena for all that you do for the animals. You're a true turnaround success story, and I wish you the best. I want to thank you for what you do for the animals because you have this radio show and. You know, and you're a big voice out there. So, you know, I want to thank you also. Thank you. That 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 means a lot. And uh, and we're going to keep following you. And maybe before you have your fundraiser, we can have you back on, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So that if anyone's out in the area, they could definitely help out Kino's Animal Sanctuary because it's a uh, it's a from your heart animal sanctuary. So one hundred percent and one hundred percent hands on. One hundred percent. You know, I don't have volunteers. You know, I run it, I work it. Um, I'm a micromanaging psycho. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes um, that's you good. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you know, if they start, if, if they go on the Facebook pages on my personal James Alkino's or Kino's Animal Sanctuary, they can see a lot of videos, and um, I'm sure they're gonna appreciate it. Well, again, I thank you. I thank Lena, and I thank you guys for all that you do. You're awesome, and uh, and I hope to get you back on, and and hopefully in a few months. So. All right. Well, thank and you. Look, and take a look at that Daily News article. I'm, um, I'm calling my mother-in-law. She has the, I'm going to tell her I need the paper. And go online. You'll see it's all over online. Even Trump tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, love I took it. the heat off him for one day. <laughs> and it, was, it was beautiful. But it put the heat on me. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. You got it, sweetie. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. And we'll Bye-bye. be back in just a moment. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. If you live in the Sarasota area or just visiting here on August 26th, please stop by and visit Miss Olive at the celebration of Wet Noses Pet Boutique on Gulfgate Drive, just south of Stickney Point Road on Highway 41 in Sarasota. Miss Olive is hosting the costume contest, so please bring your pets dressed up. They may win a trophy. See you Saturday. We would like to thank our guests this week and also... As our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show. 
and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.